Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. of studios in Dublin. Welcome to Motherfuck Lore, a podcast about words. Irish. Irish words. And words from Ireland. I'm Clona McGinley. <laughs> I'm Derek O'Shea. She's uh, Clona McGinley. <laughs> that's the one. There we go. <laughs> How are you getting on this morning, Clona? Not too shabby. I was better before we started recording, but apparently my brain just disappeared from the studio. So It happens. We got there in the end. It's fine. The donuts will help. We have donuts in studio today. Yes, we are. We are looking enough that the the headstuff headquarters is right next to a shop, and this might alarm you. There's a shop in Dublin that sells donuts. It is quite frightening. I think we mentioned this recently enough about Krispy Kreme as well being the most popular in Europe and all that jazz. But yeah, donuts are our guest today. So they are. <laughs> yes, we are, the show is being co-hosted by a um, cookies and cream donut, a. a Apple crumble donut, oh, a Ferrero Rocher uh, donut, a classic Boston cream donut, a mysterious glaze. Oh my gosh. The mysterious glaze is self-proclaimed mysterious. It has notions. So It is. In fact, well, that's, you just, you just made me wonder now. The Irish word, we, we do have an Irish word for donut, don't we? We oh. have a, um, I'm not sure if it's an especially kind of a profound word, but yeah. we have the what a folklore.ie is offering us for donut is Teshno. Oh. Teshno. Really? It is indeed. But if it's a ring shaped object, so there's a do- the do- donut shaped theory of the universe, mm. that would be more fauna. It's what they go for. I gotcha. I gotcha. Teshno. So here we go. Oh my God. So yeah, that, there you have it. But oh. we're not really here to talk about donuts today. No. We're here to talk about for autumn. Lovely, lovely autumn. This lovely time of year. What's your favourite season? Oh, I should say autumn because my birthday is in autumn. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) 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 the ego jumped out again. But my favourite season, it probably will be summer, I think. I mean, I really love spring. I love the hope of spring. I have to say, corny and all as that sounds. I love the hope and the possibility and everything else. And you feel like the year is coming to a peak and it's all culminating. And obviously in school, you know, you look forward to your holidays and 
there's so much that you associate, I think, with spring and summer growing up that it's really hard to get away from that and to kind of say, oh no, winter's better. Yeah. You know, so I think I think spring, summer and then autumn, winter, I would not be much of a fan of. Winter, I don't mind because it's a very definite season. So you hate autumn? Yeah. <laughs> we say as we're about to um, talk about autumn. It, I think it's really important because we get, there's an awful lot of autumn likers. I mean, mm. I, I, you particularly find if you spend as much time online as we do, that people go nuts in autumn online. They love, you know, they love wearing their big scarves. And you as a Trinity person will know this. Love walking around in their autumn oh, yeah. wardrobe, scarf perpetually yes. blowing in the air looking at the leaves go by, you know, big cups of coffee in the hand. Oh, it's so joyous to be able to you hate on them. The pumpkin spice lattes and the crunchy leaves and the, all this. Oh, God. Sorry now, the crunchy leaves are never crunchy in Ireland. They are wet and soggy from the rain. You slip on them. Nearly slipped on one coming in today. It was mm. not fun. The pumpkin spice lattes are overpriced. Starbucks are SH1T. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, autumn is wildly, wildly overrated in my opinion. <laughs> wildly. It has its perks. It has its perks. Like my birthday, which mm-hmm. none of you remembered. I'm deeply offended. I remembered you. You did. Birthday. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to our listeners. God. It's true. None of our listeners, none of our listeners went on to your PayPal and I gave you a Link in bio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, how many hints do you as a girl have to drop? Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm looking for, I don't know, I won't go that far actually, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so that's, um, yeah, the um, the the phenomenon of um, people with the Dell PayPal link in the bio is, is something that's very, is, do you think it's very recent? Or was, like, I don't think anyone was doing it four years ago. I don't think anybody was. I mean, I have no idea about things like MySpace and everything else. Like mm-hmm. that wasn't, that was before my time. So maybe I can imagine people doing it on MySpace kind of strangely enough, because I feel like MySpace was such a... Like, like God knows what kind of website you got everything on it it seems like everybody came from MySpace like musicians and yeah. I don't know like if anybody's heard of Nasty Gal the brand by Sophia Maruso like it's I don't think it's doing very well anymore but she started selling things on MySpace and eBay and stuff but anyway yeah. so yeah I I don't know like it seems like it's a recent invention or a recent thing and I feel like one person started doing it and then everybody thought oh that seems like a a cool thing to do where people wanted to do it for a very long time um and then you have other things these days too like you have coffee or like ko-fi which is a kind of like a polite paypal okay. it's like a tip jar <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you can you can buy somebody a coffee like quote unquote so you give them three euro or if you want to buy them two coffees you give them six euro Oh. and it's yeah like it's a nice it it seems less blunt than just give me money and this is this is largely come from the fact that the the ten year recession has been, has been going on for so long, and so many people are, are so many young people are put in positions where they are paying very large rents oh, God, and yeah. are often doing either unpaid internships or well, also working kind of on their minimum wage job to support that while they're trying to get a break. Mm-hmm. And it's harder for for I guess companies are less likely to give those breaks when there's when every year every year the universities are producing more and more recent graduates who all really want experience and now it's uh yeah it's a funny one in the sense that like my like my the specific subset of my generation grew up during the recession so like i was like kind of 12 13 14 when i was at its peak yeah 
So in a sense, that kind of means that like the introduction to our like adult life was within that. So like it comes very, very naturally to people of like my age to have their PayPal link in their bio or to do something on the side or it's just it's just such the done thing. I know more people who have side gigs than mm. who don't have side gigs, which is a great thing. I mean, I think it's there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I think it is symptomatic of, you know, us feeling the need to have it. And then also the fact that we don't feel any shame to attach to it. Whereas my parents' generation would be kind of like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. And I'm sure if you saw, like, um, if you're... If one of your parents was was meeting was meeting a friend for a drink or a cup of coffee, there's a fight over who has to pay for it. And, oh, geez, and you yeah. know, the, the, the face you you can't be seen um, the, between the round system and the whole idea. Oh, I'll get this, Bridget. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a it's a symptom of that Ireland. And when the idea was to, um, I guess when there was there was so much kind of like anxiety attached to money. And mm-hmm. it's a different kind. It can express itself in a different way. But. Yeah, exactly. It's not to say that, like, I mean, my parents definitely had their recessions too. I mean, the eighties and everything was a grim mm-hmm. time in lots of different ways. But um, it is interesting just to see like how my generation are so we are really entrepreneurial and mm-hmm. we do it without thinking. That's the really interesting thing is that it's just such a done thing. Even like 12, 13, 14 year olds these days, you see it all the time on Instagram now. Like the amount of accounts that have popped up who like. They sell their artwork or they sell kind of like graphic design or they do this, that, the other. And it's really fantastic, but it's just so interesting how commonplace it's become and how it's not even seen as a dangerous thing anymore to sell your goods online or to sell your stuff online. Yeah. You know, which because I even think 10 years ago would have been like, ooh, strangers on the internet, you know. It's a funny one because the real, it seems that the, the, that kind of, uh, People maybe in in, in, oh, in the, the over fifties who are the who are the watch out for strangers on the internet people they were the ones who fell for the strangers on the internet yeah. wholesale in twenty sixteen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, exactly <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're, when they were warning us about computer games and watching too much television they were the ones who watched Fox News mm-hmm. and had their minds warped mm-hmm. exactly exactly and they were the ones that grew up being able to afford a house and walk into a job and all these different things so yeah there's pros and cons to both generation. I think so. So I, I was thinking there, just you know, about uh, like at the moment we, with the day we are recording, there is a, it's raining. It is teeming, absolutely teeming. How many words for rain are there in the English we language? Have, We're Irish, actually, funny enough. You know, we have basically yeah, you've got different rains. Oh, it's it's raining a lot, or it's it's coming it's coming down fierce heavy, mm-hmm. cats and dogs. I remember we were told in school that the phrase raining cats and dogs came from the fact that these animals used to be lived on the roof of and people kept them on the roofs of thatched houses. And I'm I'm like, that's that's, you know, why? It's a bit questionable, yeah. I mean, you would think that like I don't know. I mean, they'd have to be placed there first of all. A cat yeah. wouldn't in fairness, but a dog like they're fantastic, but by God, they can be a bit thick, and they don't know mm. how to climb walls. <laughs> it was a good. I mean, a while back, yeah, I remember we in the early days of 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 emails being forwarded around. Where our history teacher kind of brought in one or two of these e- emails he had been forwarded from his uh, from some Jesuit over in San Francisco. All the all the Jesuits have friends in San Francisco and friends in Vienna, and though the big kind of 
mm. Jesuit college places. And obviously San Francisco were the first to kind of get all get their emails going. And yes, there was some history teacher said, oh, here's where all these expressions come from. You know, the throwing the baby out with the bathwater came from uh, the fact that the family will have one bath and then <laughs> in the year and the baby was bathed last and you might can see the baby, the dirty water was so dirty. Oh my gosh. I think that's fairly, I'm fairly sure that that theory is horseshit. Yeah, this was like your entertainment. These were memes. Yeah. These were your memes back in the day. They really were. Like the, the old forwarded emails were just memes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, particularly the Father Brennan, who was our history teacher, he enjoyed one very much, which was basically just incorrect answers to um, history questions. And, you know, you know that these are just made up by some teachers. <laughs> like no one thought the Cold War was a war between Finland and uh, <laughs> Russia. No one did. Maybe that's where the whole like thing on Twitter these days of caption this we're like who is this wrong answers only yeah it's just a modern day version of that what goes around comes around it's all <laughs> it's all one big circle of life absolutely so but speaking of government was getting back to rain there mm. for a second so obviously the um we have when you think about rain say there's a we would say that there's the it mm. is raining it's, the rain's coming down but there's a, there are other words as well there are. You can have ekstalaboshti. Ekstalaboshti, yeah. Absolutely. Lashing. It's, yeah, it's lashing. That's actually what it means. And there's a great word, which is for the sound of raindrops on the roof or against the window, just klagernach. Oh, yeah. Yes, I actually, I heard that word for the first time this summer, ironically enough, which speaks volumes of Irish summer. That yes. I looked up that word in summertime. <laughs> but yes, that is a gorgeous word. I love the sound of rain, in fairness. It is really, really gorgeous when you're inside and it's... It is nice. It is quite soothing. It's not so much nice when you're outside in it. Oh God, no. No, no. And it's horrific thinking about people outside on the streets and everything else. It's really... It sure is. And there is, we have, there is a word in Irish for uh, for something that's been ruined by rain. Which is amlu, which basically means something that has been ruined by bad weather. Oh, well, I like that. So, yeah, A-I-M-L-I-U, follow. Amlu. Hmm. And then there's uh, also the, for if you're not so much ruined by it, you're having a more of a nice time, there's a sputruch, sputruch, which is just the, the pleasant sound of splashing rain, where rain splashing in puddles. Hmm. Or people splashing in puddles, like Peppa Pig. Jumping up and down with muddy puddles or whatever else, you know. Gotta love a good muddy puddle. <clears throat> and everyone loves that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very kind of joyful word. I think so, spootrach. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, that'll be coming up in tattoos soon. Yes. Well, I like, I oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow I can't see Clagernock being tattooed in places. It's a bit more aggressive. It doesn't like, I mean, I know that English is like what we think through and everything else. So like we think of it through English, like clog clogger knock and yeah. everything else it sounds a bit more aggressive than like I don't know like the soft little like tip tap of rain on the windows <laughs> and like everything else but yeah spoot rock is a nice word there like is, and uh, for the raindrops themselves well, everyone loves a happy little raindrop mm. so basically there is a word in Irish for raindrops which are traveling either horizontally or diagonally like a shad rain, which is little, so that's basically, it's a little raindrop that's carrying, being carried sideways in the wind. So it's not just mm. falling straight down. Mm. Shad rain. And, and rain being a drop. Mm. I like that. Because you get that, yeah. the, the, 
rain, yeah. a drop of whiskey or a drop of rain, a drop of water from the sky. Definitely, yeah. And shad and shades, like shayla, like, <laughs> like the wind's blowing, like blowing rain. Blowing rain, yeah. It's yeah, lovely. It's really pretty. Mm. Very, very accurate as well. It's that kind of misery. That kind of misery rain is what really destroys everything. Honestly, you don't think you're going to get soaked, but you end up walking out on it, and next thing you know, you are absolutely fluck a cracking. Fluck <laughs> 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 a cracking. That's right. It's a great one. That's a great expression too. It is the. And as for you know, it doesn't. Sometimes we get dry autumn days. We do. Okay, it's been to happen. Then we've had one. No, I'm joking. No, we've had several. <laughs> <laughs> well, one one that I know of, but there's um. We have words for leaves and types of trees. So um, the, obviously the, the go-to word for a leaf in Irish is dillog. Mm, do, do you like that word? Dillog. I like the oak bit. I think that's kind of a gentle, like mm-hmm. a nice thing for a leaf. But the dill, eh, I can take it or leave it. <laughs> I can take it or leave it. I mean, I know there is an actual, like a dill, it's like mm-hmm. D-I-L-L. There's a, it's a herb or something, isn't it? In, yeah, in dill, dill is a herb. It's a very narrow looking herb. Mm, very narrow looking herbs. <laughs> Do you classify your herbs? As opposed to, you know, a kind of a, yeah, a, in fairness, a broad yeah. basil leaf. Yeah. Basil. Yeah. Right, basil. I'll get this. Yeah. So I was, I was told, yeah, basil is obviously the name of a character in Vault of Terrors, but mm. basil is the plant. And I think, yeah, when you think about, you look at this, yes, the A comes first, there's an I after it, maybe, yes, basil is more correct. Mm. And I'm, I get away with saying basil instead of basil. Mm. Just about, I get a few scales. But if I say, Oregano instead of oregano. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Notions. No, <laughs> you're mid Atlantic. <laughs> and I just don't know. I, I think, yes, yeah, sometimes you're watching it and you think they, it, it, you hear it and someone says oregano in your eyes. Should I be saying that? But then cilantro instead of coriander. Oh. I yeah. think that's because I think it's actually handy in some ways. And, you know, the, and when you sometimes, you know, the, sometimes the, you think some, some people say, oh, that's very American. And you say, well, is it actually incorrect? Because if it's not incorrect, I'm, I don't mind. Because I think it, there's, a, there's a definite value to saying cilantro, meaning the leaf, and coriander, meaning the seed. Oh, for sure, actually. Yeah, and that I is th- really true. And I think, yes, yeah, so, oh, put some coriander on it. Well, do, you want, do you want me to put on the ground coriander? Or do you want me to put on leaves of coriander? Mm-hmm. I think it does, it's helpful in a recipe to say, you know, that, um, to say that you use a different word for the mm-hmm, leaf. Mm-hmm. The same way that our Australian friends, when you're doing, when you've seen an Australian cookbook, or if you're in P- ordering a pizza in Sydney at any time, oh. they say capsicum instead of peppers. Capsicum? Isn't that, that the, it's a scientific name for the, the red, the bell pepper. Is it? And it, I think that's really good because you have pepper and yeah. you have peppers. Is this like, like what? what like who, that is actually a very good point. Yeah, who, who, who benefits from the confusion? No one, that's who. That is actually really, really true. And who decided to make the big red pepper the same as mm. the ground pepper that you use on your, your soup and your yeah. other things, not just soup? Yeah, for, the, for those <laughs> things. So I think I, I, I would uh, I would applaud our Australian friends and neighbor, colleague. Capsicum, that is yeah. the word of the day. I've never, ever heard that in my life. Mm-hmm. That is super interesting. And yeah, no, the whole cilantro thing is ridiculous because like cilantro isn't even... Like, I wouldn't associate that with America, personally, the States at mm. all. And as you say, it's a lot more specific than coriander. You know, like, if you're going to go with coriander and call that correct, you might as well say, I don't know. Like, what does broccoli come from? I feel like broccoli comes from something like watercress. It's not, it doesn't come from watercress, but it's something along those lines. You might as well say that if you're going to say, do you know what I mean? I think, yeah, I, exactly. So if you if you were going to kind of follow that logic, then you'd, you'd be calling all sorts of things just, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like what they come from rather than what they are. 
Broccoli gets a bad rap, but... Yeah, broccoli is the best. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so if you fry it with a little bit of soy sauce, it is. If you like salty kind of thing, it's mm. so good. And it's a really handy lunch option. It goes really well with soy sauce. Yeah. I think that wasn't understood by kind of when we were growing up you know, and the, the bejays is boiled uh, out Oh, yeah, it. I know. <laughs> so if you steam it or if you fry, fry it up with, uh, with soy sauce, it is just outstanding mm-hmm. sprinkle a few sesame seeds on unreal oh my mm-hmm. god sesame seeds on a salad are absolutely stupendous they make such a difference they really that do a bit of extra crunch and oh so good so good and uh do you have any nutritional value at all seeds sesame seeds i have no idea i presume fiber i don't know i'd like i like <laughs> to think fiber i don't know i did not do home ec in school but mm. I presume, I just always presume fibre, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're quite like sweet corn, which are just like, God knows what. <laughs> what do they do? Like, they just, they're so, joyriders. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what sweet corn do, but uh, God, yeah. I, does anyone like corn? I, yeah, you see people eating corn in the cob and everything, and I'm just like, how is that a thing? <laughs> I mean, that's definitely an American thing, I would say. Like, I would associate that far more with the States than I would with here. Mm. Um but I've never actually heard somebody say, yeah, I'd love some sweet corn right now. Because I, I think that, say, when I think of my fr- when my friends and I all moved right from home mm. and I remember talking about, what's the, what's the thing you used to get a lot when you were a kid and you never made for yourself? You moved out and I've, I never cook lamb. Lamb, yeah, that is really true, yeah. And I don't, and I don't think any of my friends say, oh yeah, no, I'm just going to get some lamb, I'm going to cook some lamb. I don't... Yeah, it's a funny one. It's kind of, I, personally, I don't even think it tastes particularly good. I think it's it's really fatty, like a lot of the time. And it's also just lamb. It's, like, yeah, it's, I think kind of eating baby animals Yeah, is in general, up, like you know? veal and like everything. And it's just kind of like, oh, please no. Because I think there's no, like, um, there's no, tr- generally speaking, people, you know, most people accept a certain way. People who eat meat, they're very people are mad into it or are fundamentally into it. Most people have a line that they don't cross and usually they just don't think about the line or the line comes up to them. And then and vegetarians and vegans will call them hypocrites or say, but the fact is, yes, people say, well, I'll eat a cow or I'll eat a pig, I won't eat a dog. And then they might say, or I won't eat a rabbit. And, but I think, do you think, and for me, yeah, I just think maybe... Mm. Maybe if, if if you know the animal tastes best when as a child, then maybe I don't want to eat that. Yeah, that is yeah. Particularly when you say child and not like I, what 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 would a scientific word for baby be like a a lamb? Well, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Actually, yeah, there's no yeah. No, you wouldn't say like fetus. That would be really wrong. Mm, yeah. Fetal child, fetal sheep. <laughs> <laughs> but the um. <laughs> The other thing I think it's um, like I've been thinking recently that you know eating an animal, you know, like there's the the one bad day day theory of meat eating, which is thinking without an animal, if an animal is well well minded and it's raised for this, you know, they have one bad day at the office or at the farm. That yeah, exactly. And so then, but then I think then, and that's great if you eat the animal, but if you if you throw the meat out or <laughs> say oh I don't feel like that today, isn't then that's kind of messed up. Eating, yeah, killing an animal for its for its meat to eat and then not eating it or chucking it in the bin. Yeah, that is that is fucked up, definitely. It really is. And it's, yeah, like I completely understand as well people getting annoyed about the line, you know, like, oh, you'd eat a cow, but you wouldn't eat a dog. Mm -hmm. I do get that. But I think you need to respect the fact that it's really hard just to shake a belief that you've had your whole life. So if you've grown up with dogs, say, Mm -hmm. for instance, you know, you might as well say, oh, you know, I'd eat a cow, but I wouldn't eat my sister. Do you know, like it's Mm -hmm. kind of, it's, you can't just get rid of that in your head. Like, I mean, it, could come with time. I'm not saying that in 20 years' time people will 
be more of the opinion that if you're not going to eat a dog, you shouldn't eat a cow. Mm-hmm. You know, that could come with time and arguably it should come with time because it is yeah. hypocritical. But it's it's all within context. You know, you can't just kind of, I don't know. Mm. I think they're different contexts. And not all, not all complexity is hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this does bring us back to October in a way. It does, because, eventually. <laughs> because this year, this uh, this October marks the 25th anniversary of the death of River Phoenix. Oh. And River Phoenix and Frigico Fellini both died on Halloween in 1994. And River Phoenix was largely credited, he didn't invent the word vegan, but he's largely credited to becoming mainstream in that he is in interviews with River Phoenix and articles at River Phoenix were have been marked as the beginnings of vegan veganism being mm. discussed. Before that, like in, in the early 80s or so, there, was, there were very few actual um, mentions of veganism or it was usually often put in inverted commas. Mm. And then the actual movement itself became became more well-known after this fact, mm. after, after he became famous and... And then you you do find now that well, people said, oh yes, that you know, this a major Italian director, you know, was a, it, it will be will be remembered more in history than this, you know, kind of a Gen X heartthrob. But I think he probably has cast a longer shadow in that regard because veganism is pretty hot right now. It is. I think his his legacy is going to be very very long lasting. If you want to call it his legacy, which I mean, you know, it is mm-hmm. in a sense, definitely. Um, I mean, it's remarkably recent when you think of it that way. I mean, yeah. I was born in 95, but I mean, that's, it's less than 25. No, it's just 25 years. Sorry, you just said 25 years, but mm-hmm. that's remarkably recent for something that's so current right now and everything else and something that's so embedded in culture as well. You mm-hmm. know, it really is. It's pretty groundbreaking. It's it pretty is. groundbreaking. I um, think, yeah, because that, that's around the time Peter started before people, is it? before, you know, I think people, Peter were around, but this, this is around the time they kind of, that Hollywood celebrities start associating themselves mm. with them. And I think we all know Peter have a pretty grubby record in they terms of do. their... They do, I think Penn and Teller, the magicians, did... They did a series called Bullshit, I think it was called. Oh. And they did a whole thing on Peter, I think. I think it was them, I'm pretty definite. But it's a very good series, though, anyway. Regardless uh-huh. of, yeah, it's very interesting. Penn and Teller are very, very cool. In yes, general. indeed. I was watching an interview with Ben and Teller and Teller speaking and everything and he used to be a Latin and Greek teacher before he was a magician. What the? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, there's one second. There's a, there appears to be a knock, knock, knock in the studio. <laughs> First you thought you felt a presence in the microphone <laughs> and then we have. But, um, Sorry about that, Brian. There was a bit of trouble outside the studio. This was our scrap. Anyway. Yobs. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more Penn and Teller versus the Peters. Oh, yeah. No, but Penn and Teller versus the Peters. I'm nearly definite they did an episode of Bullshit. And it was basically, I mean, Peter, I think, had already been exposed as such. But I think they were bringing it to light and everything else. Um, but where was I going? Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say that Teller, the way that he doesn't speak, he was a Latin and Greek teacher in high school, which oh. is really, I find it really nice, but like also really gassed that he taught languages and he doesn't speak in his act now. It's it's a telling. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. It's very interesting. It is, because his, his whole shtick was very, very strongly based on Harpo Marx. Mm. And Harpo Marx has been discussed recently in the context of the Untitled Goose Game. Yes, which I still have not. I've tried to engage with it so much, but it's just, I feel like it's kind of, it just zoomed past. Like it's on like Irish Simpsons fans already. And it's like, <laughs> by that stage, it's like everybody knows about it and everybody is like nearly done with that. So but, basically, yeah, it's the, the the goose just decides to terrorize a town. Is it is mm-hmm. it an actual, it's, it's not a game, obviously. 
I think it, technically it's a game, but in a way, <laughs> it's more of kind of a way of life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, I haven't played it yet because I'm terrified that if I am, um, if I download it now, particularly when I'm trying to write my third book, it'll mm. just yeah, it'll suck up all my time. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and is it like a like do you control the goose or is he your day? Yeah, you. You play as the goose. Okay. And you basically kind of wander around this village and you are assigned tasks, most of which in the tasks are basically involve uh, bothering people or taking people's things. One of which I believe Carl Kinsler wrote an article about it recently said that there was a fellow hammering a sign, a, a, a no, no geese sign, and you have to annoy him to a point where he hammers a nail through his own hand. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you get to live all your unlived fantasies in this game, basically. I think, yeah, deep down, a lot of people, you know, they they work in service jobs, they're forced to be polite all day, they have to put up with people who want to speak to the manager, just as a tactic rather than because they're genuinely <laughs> aggrieved. And then they have to kind of um, basically yeah, just kneel and beg for lots of many things, and deep down people want, people fantasize about being rude. So really, the Goose game is self-help, if you think about it. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you get to really channel your aggression in a safe environment. <laughs> yes, this is the. There's a great. Um, there's a great proverb in Irish, which is "nor cockin gay, cockin which is like when one goose shits, they all shit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's the. That's the one. And it's about you have mob mentality. And yeah, and that's it's definitely a thing. It's. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that video. It's a TED talk of where. It, they're talking about like how to start a movement or like how it's like this video is used as a metaphor for starting a movement but basically one person's dancing in a field and one person joins them and then as soon as that one person joins them tons of other people start to join them and the whole crux of the TED talk it's, I think it's only like 10 minutes long or something is that it's not really the person who starts the movement but the first follower quote unquote who is the most important person oh. in getting that started because it's yeah it's the whole thing of mob mentality and nobody really wants to be the first person to do something but then as soon as one person does it everybody does it like getting off the bus on a school tour as soon as one person says thank you everybody starts saying thank you mm. and all these different things but yeah it's a really interesting it's an interesting concept i'm not sure if it's entirely fair to say that like the most important person is not the founder of the movement i mean i think that's a bit like but obviously they're, they're both the critical roles i'm just thinking that there's an Possibly, ad yeah definitely there's, there's an ad at the moment for uh, nestle co instant coffee when some some prick in a, oh, in a, in a laundry. In the laundromat. Yes, that awful, that god awful ad. He comes in with his like perfectly straightened hair with the JC <laughs> and sits down. There's like his Converse or something yeah, he, in the he, tumble dryer or the washing machine. He's washing his 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 Converse <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh man, I love, I love that rhythm. Better take out my expensive guitar that my dad bought me and then play it now." And then everyone's like, "Oh wow, look, there's a guy, there's a guy, a white guy with long hair playing guitar. Let's all dance." Literally, yes, and they're all like perfectly groomed and it's the least oh god it's so contrived it's so horrific it's just a funny thing i, I always think i always think this you know that and we, we mentioned this in, in the dancing episodes before when a fella picks up a guitar at a party people go oh not this prick again yeah. but when <laughs> when a guy starts dancing it's like hey that's pretty cool yeah and you know it's so the, i mean it's 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 a funny thing. I'm not sure who made that ad, but the idea that so that people were just wandering by saying, "Hey, look, there's a guy busking <laughs> indoors in the laundromat." Like, why isn't there someone in the laundry saying, "Put your fucking guitar away, <laughs> yeah. mate"? Literally, yeah. No, it's just it's the most 
frustrating ad in the sense that it is just uh, like oh god there's just so many things about it I can't stand mm-hmm. I really just can't stand them we are um, talking about it though that being said I mean it must be working we both remembered it was a Nescafe ad and oh, it's, we are speaking about it we are speaking about it it's funny he doesn't say a word in the ad but you know he has a Annoying oh, he's a douche. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like that, his daddy bought him his guitar. And he's, yeah, oh, just Jesus Christ. It needs to go. Yeah. It needs to go badly. It. And uh, yeah, that's the thing. If we walked out of the studio right now and there was some rando like playing guitar in the laundromat or playing guitar even in a cafe or something, I would run for the hills if there was somebody in a cafe playing guitar. Yeah, oh god, yes, it's it's a come. Oh god, imagine trying to hide your coffee in your sandwich or something with somebody mm-hmm. bothering you like that. And this is something now that often is said about Shano singing, and it's it's the idea that say people are at a pub about having a bit of crack, and then everyone's like, "Shh, you have to be quiet." This and your man's about mm-hmm. to start singing a song, and this is something my wife feels very strong about. It's like, oh, <laughs> she's like, like you know, the, the, her her main objection to United Ireland is the, the risk of going to a pub and that someone having being shushed because a Shano singer might start. That's mm. that's her main <laughs> objection to. <you> know? <laughs> I can totally get that. I yeah, there is this kind of mysticism around Shano singing, and it is this amazing mystical thing. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, a pub is a pub. It's a public place, and it's you can't just kind of you know. Mm-hmm. Actually, that reminds me of a very funny story to do with Shannon I was singing when oh, I was in the crowd talk. Go ahead. Which, I mean, now, hopefully there's nobody listening from where <laughs> I was, but basically there were two teachers there and um, they obviously did not get along. I mean, they were fine with each other, they were civil and everything else, but, you know, they didn't get along very well. One teacher was really, really domineering and loud-mouthed and just not the nicest. I mean, she literally would like swipe your phone away from you if you thought that you were on your phone during class and stuff, like mm. for no reason. The other teacher was really soft and gentle and like lovely. Not the most assertive on the get-go, but oh, she got her revenge. It was so good. Oh. Basically, on the last day, we were having kind of like a fun day, like quote unquote, and we were just kind of sitting there chatting and everything else. And the kind of softly spoken teacher, who we'll call Una. Una goes to Moira, the loudmouth teacher. Oh, Moira. Yes. <laughs> oh, Una. Or, oh, sorry. Oh, Moira. Usher, you have a lovely voice, don't you? Oh, God. Yeah, it'd be great now if you give us a tune. And of course, Moira, being the loudmouth, huge ego, really wanted to get up on stage and perform in front of everybody. And so she did, sat on the desk and opens her mouth. And by God, could she not sing? And like, Shan knows singing when it is done wrong. It is the most. Like it would honestly compare to when they use babies crying as a form of torture, like it's like in the military and stuff, or they do anyway on that like SOS show in Tunnel Four. Like they have this like scene anyway. That's not relevant. Point <laughs> is that Una really got her revenge on Moira by mortifying Moira in front of the whole class, getting her to sing terrible chantos, and it was hysterical. This sounds like a subplot in my best friend's wedding. Oh, have you seen that film with Julia no, Roberts and the, the Cameron Diaz when she's like um. She's kind of constantly, Julia Arwes is constantly plotting to break up Cameron Diaz and one of the Dermots, I can't remember if it's Dylan McDermott or John Mulroney or one of those, mm. one of the, one of the nineties Dermots anyways. Yes. And <clears throat> she's, she finds out, yes, that Cameron Diaz is a terrible singing voice. She thinks, I know if I get her to sing in front of all her, all, all your man's mates, they'll all be disgusted by her. But it turns out that it becomes very endearing. Her her bad attempt at singing makes yeah. people just think she's goofier and 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 uh, klutzier and and all those other words that we what, what's the uh, kooky? kooky yeah, all, the, all those yeah. words you never used to describe men. Mm. 
yes, that's actually a very good point. Typical Cameron Diaz. Typical Cameron Diaz. I know we love her really though. Yeah, I think she's a, she's an interesting person. She's made she's made some interesting films as a producer. Yeah, no, she's really cool. She is really really cool. Um, yeah, there's so many of like the McDermott's and there's like Andy McDowell as well, like in the nineties and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because she just she landed in some fairly fairly significant films and very big, and then just kind of just I mean, like if she just disappeared for her own good, then that's completely fair and mm-hmm. you know very very good for her. I think she was on L'Oreal ads for a while. Yeah, she was. But I think the fact that she landed and she ended up in two of the biggest comedies of the 90s without saying anything funny in either of them is a... Yeah. Yeah, that is... Yeah. You would think about it a bit. I mean, yeah. I suppose, yeah. It's not necessarily her fault. I mean... Mm -hmm. Yeah. If she had the opportunity. Yeah, maybe. Maybe those roles, they should have given her more jokes. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So obviously we've discussed a lot of very relevant autumnal <laughs> topics here. Uh, it's the sugar from the donuts. We're yipped on sugar. Yeah, we are absolutely yipped on sugar. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to go over just uh, to recap on the important topics of our today's episode. Fio Chantour is a vegetarian. I a vegan. A vegan. Or yeah. sorry, excuse me. It is a vegetarian then fear. S- specifically, uh, a, a um, oh, fear of Fio Chantour is a, a vegan, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. And that just means a meat denier. Mm-hmm. Shad Vrain is a raindrop carried on its side. Bosch, the Kerbosch, is uh, is raining. Rain, rain fierce heavy. Mm-hmm, it is. Exhala Boschi, lashing. Muff PayPal and Movio. It's my PayPal's in my bio. What would the Irish for PayPig be? I'm sure there has been an Irish for PayPig. Oh, um, the, yeah, there was, I think, um, Did you hear a poet? I feel like that's something that you I think, do. I think, yeah, there's, uh, I think, I think it's just, uh, uh, Muck Sever is it just is it rich? Oh, that, yeah, that would make sense actually. Oh, if you have a better one, please do. Uh, please do contact yes. the show for what, what do you call your pay pig? What do you call your <laughs> daddy in a shukra? God, yeah, and uh, what's the Irish for a foot fetish? <laughs> no, <laughs> how did we get the foot fetish? That's we were doing so well. Yeah, I know it, it's just it, it's apparently it's a connection with the PayPal's an and stuff, you know. And then yeah, so then and then finally the other word for the day for our for, for our visit to Shroud and Assess Me <laughs> is Assess Me seat is oh yeah. Broccoli, I think, is just because it comes from the Italian, so we, we probably just leave it as is. I imagine so, yeah. But a sesame seed is um, shield of sesame one. Oh. Yes. So there you have it. Mm, there you go now. So we hope you found today informative and useful. Yeah. In the meantime, it's a slon from me. And a slon from me. Be good. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. There certainly are pros and cons to <laughs> different generations. <laughs>